This episode of the ROI Podcast is brought to you by the Kelly Evening MBA program at IUPUI. The Kelly Evening MBA will take your career to the next level so you can be part of something bigger than yourself while making a meaningful difference. To find out more, visit kelly.iupui.edu slash MBA and take the first step toward lasting career momentum. Two outs, bottom of the ninth inning. This is going to be the last hope if they plan on continuing this win streak. Here's the windup. The pitch. The Oakland A's became a championship-level team in the early 2000s thanks to a progressive thinker named Billy Bean. In a sport where deep pockets have the greatest advantage for winning, general manager Billy Bean took a crummy team with little money and made them champions. How? On this episode, we're sitting down with Professor Kyle Anderson, an economist at the Kelly School of Business who's helping us unpack Billy's Moneyball methods to send our company success. That ball is hit well. It's going back. It's way back. Out of the park. And it is gone. Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the ROI Podcast, presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, joined by my colleague, Associate Dean of Academic Programs, Phil Powell. And today, oh, this topic gets me excited because today we are talking baseball and not just baseball. We're talking how to take a proven game-winning strategy and implement the same science into our everyday business. Matt, I'm really excited about this topic also today. It takes me back to second grade when I was putting on my baseball mitt in the spring, hoping the ball would come my way or I would swing a home run. So let me ask you then, did you see the movie Moneyball? Wonderful movie. Yeah, one of my favorites. I really love how it's it's based on a true story. I mean, obviously, compared to the book, it's a little dramatized for Hollywood standards. Yeah, it's just really fun to always watch a Cinderella story of, you know, in this case, a washed up team taking a new way of thinking because in baseball, this was brand new. Um, And then to help them beat the Goliaths like the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And you know, for those who don't know the story, let's set the scene for our listeners. In 2002, the Oakland A's had the third lowest team payroll compared to the rest of the league. Their spending cap during that 2002 season was only $44 million, which seems like a lot. But compared to the New York Yankees, who had almost three times that amount, $120 million to be exact, The A's could not afford the same level of talent. It doesn't take a certified accountant to realize Oakland had a huge disadvantage against their competition. They were operated at one-third the budget. That's what pushed Billy really to adopt this new way of thinking. I mean, it forced him to change the status quo. And he had to look into what does it take to win games. And actually, through that, he answered a couple questions using statistics on base percentages and the number of hits per game to determine that if we move the numbers in the right direction, if we get those into our favor, we can actually develop a winning strategy. But most teams were relied on the kind of the old scouting eyeball. You know, a scout would go out, he would base it on, can he hit? Does he look good on the field? You know, does he have the power? Is he fast? And Billy kind of meddled the two of stats and scouts eye, giving them a huge advantage against you know, the teams like we said, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, all those big name teams. So how can we compete against our corporate powerhouses who clearly have more money to spend if we're a small business trying to maybe break into a new industry and turn those numbers to our favor? 
So we sat down with Professor Kyle Anderson, an economist here and an avid sports fan at the Kelly School of Business, whose love for the game offers great business practices. The main takeaway is we have to know a basic level of statistics within our organization so we can create the best solution for the problems facing our company. Sports are great because there's so many statistics. Everything is available, right? Like, and, and people are out there tracking it. But now in this day and age, we're tracking a lot of data and a lot of statistics about our businesses. And so it just takes a mindset of let's go look at that data and see what we can get out of it. Can we find some valuable information and maybe compare something and, and really try and see what's going on. Really, this is a tough subject for me because I am not a numbers guy. I did not do well in stats class. I really don't like spreadsheets, but I can confidently say after sitting down with Kyle, he helped me to realize that my qualifications or really my lack of qualifications don't really matter. Within business, I can actually ask a question, work within my team, we can compile some basic entry-level data, and that ultimately helps us put together a winning strategy. In fact, really, we don't need anything more than just a willingness to start somewhere. And the answer is almost always start simple. I think one of the things that managers can do is think in terms of experiments, right? Go back to your eighth grade science class, right? There are A conditions and there are B conditions. And if you want data, sometimes you have to create an experiment to help you get the data that's going to help you make a decision. And that is simple, right? It's a very simple approach and start thinking about not only what data can I collect, but how can I set up little experiments, little A-B tests and find out which one works best. And I think especially in technology, that's becoming easier and easier to do that and it's so valuable and it's one of the best things a manager can do. So number one, we have to be willing to start and start somewhere small. Before Billy Bean could build his baseball empire, he had to start looking for answers that were not very obvious at the time. He already knew he could not afford the best talent, so he had to find his competitive edge. Kyle also said that, of course, there is a whole science to make sure your trials are balanced and fair, but do not let that discourage you from taking the first step do something two different ways and see what works best. For example, let's say I'm a business trying to grow my client base, yet I'm not sure about how to measure a successful marketing campaign. Here's a great experiment to try using an email marketing campaign. I'm going to create two different designs. One email promotion could be a more conservative design or a more conservative message. Maybe have more info about your company than normal or a current template that you've used in the past. For the second design, I'm going to be a little bit more experimental. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make it edgy, simple, modern, brief, or whatever you've been afraid to try before. Once you have your designs, send one email to half your clients and the edgy email to the other half. See what happens. After a few weeks, monitor the progress. Ask yourself, is there a trend that suggests one design received more clicks than the other? If so, as a leader in your organization, you now know improvements to implement in your message that could help your company grow. It's a small step, but it's an important step because you did that experiment. And if nothing comes of it, pat yourself on the back because growing as a leader requires you to get it wrong sometimes. Obviously, you want to fail small. You don't want to risk the whole company. But if you're not out there trying new things and, and occasionally failing or more often than not failing, you're probably not being aggressive enough. So the second takeaway is just be ready to fail at times because as Kyle said, this is a sign of progress. 
it's funny because every great story requires overcoming a struggle. And I think we just forget that sometimes. Let's jump out of baseball real quick and bring in Bill Gates. Before computers became our livelihood. In 1980, Gates' mission for Microsoft was a computer on every desk in every home, which really is a ludicrous idea when you think about what was happening during that time. There were two things to consider. These machines were expensive, and there was not a consumer need for having this computing device at home. In 1981, the IBM personal computer carried a $1,500 price tag. When you take inflation into account, it would cost us about $4,100 today. Given the cost of computers back then, what Bill Gates was trying to do was absolutely ludicrous. But he was successful. We know that because there's a computer sitting on every desk. In fact, there's multiple computers everywhere we look. Bill Gates was resilient, and look what happened. Same thing with Billy Bean. He's got one-third the budget, but he sets his sights to take the team to the top. He knows how to do it. He does it with discipline, and he gets there. So at the end of the day, you've got to take those risks, but it becomes less of a jump if you know the process and how to get there, like using data and good statistical analysis. That brings us to our third takeaway. When we find our competitive edge after embracing the statistical data, we have to keep going. Do not stop. Keep revisiting the numbers, keep experimenting because eventually our competitors will not only catch up with us if we stay stagnant, they're gonna find their own advantage and grow past our own organization. I think it's a perfect kind of parable for business, which is if you start doing things better, that's gonna give you a competitive advantage, but it's probably not gonna last very long. And the worst thing Billy Bean ever did, I think, was let Michael Lewis come in and tell his story because eventually everyone saw that success and was able to copy it. And it really took away that competitive advantage. And now he's got to be looking for something else. They all are looking for a way to outperform the competition. There was a long streak where the Oakland A's held the advantage because they found and perfected a new way of building a team, the Moneyball way. However, other ball clubs started to take notice. Organizations like the New York Yankees, Chicago Cubs, and the Boston Red Sox, one of my favorites, started to see the science behind Billy's success, and they copied it. What happened? The Oakland A's lost their competitive edge, ultimately allowing their competition to go further. The same evolution happens in business. It's just a little less visible. If you have an advantage, you're going to lose it. And so you have to find another advantage. It keeps on going. It perpetuates itself. So as business leaders, adopting an attitude of adaptability and continuous improvement will help us keep up with our ever-changing markets and industries. The story of our economic history in this country is companies rising and falling because it's very hard for large incompetent firms with dominant market share to make those kind of aggressive changes that you need to stay ahead. So it's the, the large, slow businesses that, that get comfortable, aren't able to change, and it's all the young ones at their heels. And that's just a, a natural evolution, and it's great for our economy. It's great for consumers. It gives us lots of choices. And so it's a, a beneficial part of capitalism. Finally, as our excitement of data collection grows, because eventually we'll love the quantifiable answers it brings, the fourth change we must make to beat our competition is balance. We must balance the use of data with industry experience. Data by itself can only get us so far, just as solely relying on experience will keep us from growing. 
Yet, if we can find a way to marry the two ideas, we will make better decisions as leaders. Now, the movie version of Moneyball did a horrible job showing this. In the movie, Billy Bean, who's played by Brad Pitt, he's one of my favorite actors, ignored his baseball scouts, kind of put him against at war with, with himself, and only used data to find these, quote, misfit players. In the book, Billy kind of meddled the two. He said, hey, I want to get my scouts. What are they seeing? And then let me see the data. Because sometimes data brings anomalies that can't be explained. Only a scout can explain and, and vice versa. A scout can see something that the data misses or, or picks up. Ultimately, building a team able to take down ball clubs like the Detroit Tigers, the Yankees, and all these other teams with very deep pockets. Kyle, on the other hand, learned this lesson well before Moneyball was released. I got my MBA from Kelly, and I got into a job where I was essentially working as a CFO for a relatively small business. It, it was a, a truck dealership, and the dealership, the, the dealer had owned the business for 30 or 40 years. And I would come in with my spreadsheets, and we would talk about different ways of making decisions. He didn't even have a computer on his desk, right? Now I'm in here with all my spreadsheets. And I always thought, you know, oh, my way is better, right? I've got analytics, I've got data. Well, he had 40 years of industry experience. A couple spreadsheets are not going to give you insights that 40 years can do. Now, I think if you blend those together, you're gonna make better decisions than either having just data or just experience. So I, I think a lot of the story, and, and kind of comes back to the money ball, is you can't just think that analytics are going to give you the answer or you can collect some data and then do whatever the data tells you to do. You have to have your expertise in that industry and, and that experience is certainly value and it should never be dismissed. That is how Moneyball became a success story. Billy Bean married new knowledge, baseball stats, which nobody else was using, with the traditional knowledge of the industry, those of the scouts. By asking the right questions, experimenting in his decisions, and working through his failures, the Oakland A's rose to the top of the league and ultimately changed how baseball teams would build their empires today. So let's recap. The Oakland A's discovered a winning strategy while being faced with a major disadvantage. They were completely underfunded compared to the rest of the league. However, that did not stop them from defeating their Goliaths and rising to the top. If we want our companies to be industry giants, we need to make four changes and it all starts with data. First, we must be willing to start. Start with simple A-B tests that gives quantifiable answers. Don't simply collect data to have either. Ask yourself, what questions do I need to answer and what data do I need to help answer those questions? Second, be ready to fail at times. Billy Bean was experimenting in this new approach to baseball. He was using trial and error in order to find a new way that's gonna give him the advantage against his giants in the industry. Third, when we find a winning strategy, keep going. Do not get comfortable because eventually our competition will find a strategy that will beat ours. Finally, discover a balance of leveraging data and asking our industry experts. Data will have anomalies and experts will miss something important. So if we can bring both to the table, as leaders, we will make the best decision possible. As always, thank you, Phil, and thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. Music